0: Welcome to Israel Mosaic, Land, People's Story. I'm your host, Koro Tarod, and I'm coming to you from the Lower Galilee, where my wife and I live. Thank you for joining me today. On today's podcast, I'll be sharing with you about the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum. For those of us who want to be informed about the times that we are living in, the World Economic Forum is an organization to be aware of. Who is Klaus Schwab? Most of us have heard the name Klaus Schwab, but there is very little information about who he is and where he is from. Klaus was born in 1938 in Ravensburg, Germany, and his family left for Switzerland before the onset of World War II. After the war, his family moved back to Germany, and while living there, his mother was interrogated by the Nazi Gestapo for using a Swiss accent in public. Yet, according to investigative reporter Jonathan Vidmore, he states that Klaus's father, Eugen Schwab, led the Nazi-supported German branch of a Swiss engineering firm into the war as a prominent military contractor. This was the world that Klaus Schwab grew up in, and he would use his energy to pursue education. His endeavors earned him a degree as a mechanical engineer from the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology. He ended up receiving his doctorate in economics from the University of Fribourg in Germany and his Masters of Public Administration degree from the JFK School of Government at Harvard University. Harvard would later serve as the fertile ground for the implanting of dangerous seeds and ground-shaking ideas that would later germinate into the World Economic Forum. The Formation of the World Economic Forum In an article dated March 10, 2002, from an investigative journalist, he states that the recorded history of the World Economic Forum has been made to appear that the organization was solely a European invention. Yet, further research shows that this is not the case at all. The World Economic Forum's roots were born out of a CIA-funded Harvard program sponsored by Henry Kissinger and brought to fruition by the global elites of the likes of John Kenneth Galbraith and Herman Kahn. These men's dreams were fulfilled with the establishment of this not-for-profit foundation in 1971. Which aims to engage the foremost political, business, cultural, and young leaders of tomorrow. Politicians like Justin Trudeau and Emmanuel Macron. What is their goal? To shape global, regional, and industry agendas. Who is their leader? Klaus Schwab, who now serves as the executive chairman. The 2030 Agenda. The World Economic Forum is one of the most powerful organizations on earth and are very open about their global agenda. They want to create a new utopia on earth but without God and only mankind at the center. When I visited their website, I read about their global mission and the long list of business partners that they work with. The business partners are worldwide household names. They are IBM, Apple, and Microsoft. In 2019, the partnership between the United Nations and the World Economic Forum began. Their combined agendas sound very promising when you hear their ideas and plans for the world. Their organization seeks to end poverty and hunger, realize the human rights of all, achieve gender equality, and the empowerment of all women and girls, and ensure the lasting protection of the planet. And its natural resources. Yet, as the world stands now, there are more displaced refugees due to the invasion of Ukraine by Russia than during the Second World War. The ongoing COVID crisis across the world has marginalized millions into a cycle of poverty, creating large wealth gaps. Totalitarian governments are rising up, women have been physically victimized, during this COVID crisis by violence, and mankind has been plagued from the extreme weather patterns created by geoengineers in the form of fluctuating extreme temperatures, flooding, and massive amounts of snowfall. Eight predictions for the world by 2030 from the World Economic Forum. The first prediction is that you will own nothing and be happy. The second is that the United States won't be the world's leading superpower? The third prediction is that you won't die waiting for an organ donor. New organs will be printed out. The fourth is that you will eat much less meat to save the environment and our health. The fifth prediction is that a billion people will be displaced by climate change. The sixth is that polluters will have to pay to emit carbon dioxide. The seventh prediction is that you could be prepared to go to Mars. The eighth and last prediction is that the Western values will have been tested to the breaking point. The questions I have are, are these predictions really just predictions? And to what extent are the globalists going about making sure that they become living realities by the year 2030? A world of revolutions. Mankind has experienced many revolutions. On the industrial end of revolutions, we have seen coal, gas, electronics, and nuclear, the internet, and renewable energy. Mankind has gone through the scientific revolution of the 17th and 18th centuries, the industrial revolution of the 19th century. We have witnessed the information and computer revolution of the 20th century. What is the next revolution that the world will experience? In my opinion, I believe we are living in the age of human enhancement and transhumanism. We have been catapulted and launched into the post human era where man is merging with machines, and many futurists believe that mankind will one day be taken over completely by robots. In his own words, Klaus Schwab has written a book entitled The Fourth Industrial Revolution, where he explains and believes that the impending technological revolution consisting of gene editing, robotics, and augmented reality will change our lives in the foreseeable future. Klaus Schwab wrote another book that was published in July of 2020, entitled COVID-19, The Great Reset. He said, and I quote, The pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, Reimagine and reset our world. End quote. Klaus Schwab is an advocate for a worldwide digital ID system that would grant access to goods and services and monitor people's online behavior, purchases, and biometrics. Doesn't that sound like a type of futurist Antichrist system being described from the book of Revelation? Here in Israel, we recently found out that a governmental mandatory order will go in effect this August, where every citizen in Israel has to get a biometric ID card, which will scan people's eyes and fingerprints. COVID-19 has not gone away. Coronavirus is no longer front-page headlines all over media outlets, yet it is still waiting just beneath the surface, ready to reappear and reclaim its prominence in the news once again. Government officials all over the world have discovered a new tool for governance. It's the PCR test. As DNA is collected and analyzed by the PCR testing sites, the questions must be asked. Why is DNA being harvested and is it being stored permanently at DNA databases? We now know the PCR cycles can be manipulated to raise the number of positive results for COVID justifying lockdowns, and enforcing more mandates. The implementation of the PCR test has become one of the greatest political weapons of ruling seemingly unmatched in political history. In every crisis, there is an opportunity. We have seen and heard this political model become a living reality here in Israel and throughout the world. The shortage of wheat being produced from Ukraine is howering. And the price for many products has completely skyrocketed. This has made people all over the world more dependent and vulnerable to local and federal governments. And the trust between the people and the leaders has deteriorated here in Israel, with protest abounding in many major city centers. The time is now for the people of Israel to come together and adopt the motto the suffering of one is the suffering of all the end to class warfare the book of matthew in matthew chapter 12 verse 25 says a house divided against itself cannot stand political leaders in every country have used class warfare to protect their political legacies pitting and dividing citizens rich from poor male from female distinguishing people of color from european descent conservatives from liberals, and the city-dwellers from those who live in the country. As long as we are divided as a people, the powerful will continue to make us the majority powerless. The time has come for everyone to put all party-line differences against each other aside. It only feeds into the power base of the ruling class. I believe when we lay aside our differences, real change can happen. We need only to look to the trade union solidarity movement in the 1980s in Poland, led by Lech Wałęsa, who helped topple communism in a Soviet bloc country. Writers have written. In 2005, authors Stephen Levitt and Stephen Dunbar, one an economist and the other a journalist, wrote a powerful quote that talked about the way the world works. The statement says, and I quote, Morality, it could be argued, represents the way that people would like the world to work, whereas economics represents how it actually does work. End quote. How are these men and women so powerful? The question is one that people have been asking from time immemorial from ancient land barons to kings and queens who reign in earthly kingdoms, to presidents and prime ministers and now the members of the World Economic Forum. All these people have one thing in common that has given them unmatched power. The common denominator in all the cases is unimaginable financial wealth. The history of the world has been written about by and large by the wealthy, yet it continues to be molded and shaped by the rich. The World Economic Forum is funded by over a thousand companies with over $5 billion in turnover, as well as public subsidies. Where is the money of this not-for-profit foundation actually going? Is there any outside accountability for this powerful organization? The answer to those and other questions may never be known, but they may be visible for all of us living in this world to see long before the year 2030. The Paradox of God's World Order What we all know of the world is that it is completely based on wealth, security, celebrity, power, brand, image, intelligence, and fame. God disagrees. In Luke chapter 17 verse 11, Jesus says to his disciples, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others. But God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. Men like Klaus Schwab need prayer to be released from the hands of the evil one, otherwise known as Lucifer. God's desire is that all men come to faith in Him. God's Charge Regarding Wealth God has words to say for those leading, ruling, and making decisions, affecting the lives of millions of people due to their wealth and power. In the book of Timothy, he says, Command those who are rich in this present world Join me next time on Israel Mosaic Land People's Story when I will bring you another update from Israel. See you soon.